Hi, welcome to the Berry Nation podcast, where we support the bariatric community with humor, humility, and honesty. I'm April. I'm Jason. I'm Natalie. Today, we are here to talk to you about something that we have either experienced or we have seen happen to other people. When people mind our plates and not their own. And you had something happen to you recently, Jason, that really brought this into full focus. I I did indeed. I I was not, uh, you know, we went home to Oklahoma for the holidays to spend some time with the grandbabies. And I knew we would be there over my father's birthday. And my father has never been one to hold his tongue regardless. And especially now that he's getting older, he definitely does not. It was his 74th birthday. So whatever comes up just kind of comes out. So we, I had a lot of issues going into the whole birthday dinner for him to begin with, because first off, he picked a buffet, which, you know, for those of you who don't know, my wife and I have both had bariatric surgery. I, I in 2020, her in 2021, and we have not been to a, but like we used to frequent buffets pre-op, but we have not been to one post-op. So that already created a, a big source of anxiety for me because A, I know how my father is in public and that's no good. And B, I just had no desire to be at a buffet because it's a waste of money because you guys know how we eat post-op. You just, it, it does no good. Right. Why, why would you go to a buffet when you can have three bites? And the thing that annoys me about the buffet is that you both have to buy a plate. Yeah. yeah. You can't split at a buffet. No, sharing. No. no sharing. So it's like a waste of money. Basically, it's not a waste of food because you're only taking a little tiny bit. But then you're like, why am I here? Why are and, we and even? You, and you can't take any with you when you go. So even if you don't finish your plate, you're just stuck leaving it for the, you know, for them to throw. Right. Away. And it's okay. just. A prime, I'm sorry, last aside, but like, it's also a prime example of like, that is a food centric activity. So it's not even like you can divert because that's all people are doing is going back and forth to the buffet the whole time. Like you can't even have a discussion with your family because that is literally the reason you're there is to eat. Hi friends, it's April. We are so excited to officially announce that ProCare Health is the official vitamin of Berry Nation. We were introduced to ProCare Health at the first Bariatric Society retreat in San Diego, and we have all fallen in love with our product and with the people behind the company. Jason, Natalie, and I have all made the switch to ProCare Health daily bariatric multivitamins, and we are seeing huge results. We invite you to check out ProCare Health by visiting them online at www.procarenow.com and use the code BERRYNATION for 10% off your order. And you guys, this even applies to vitamin subscribers services. So if you want your vitamins delivered every month or every 90 days, that 10% off is going to apply to that subscription. See what I mean about patient forward, patient centered? ProCare is amazing and we are so excited to be partnered with them. Welcome to the Berry Nation family, ProCare Health. Yeah, it, it was very, yeah, it, it was tough. Well, and I don't know about you guys, but every time I am at any type of buffet now, I kind of get wigged out or I just get grossed out. I mean, it's like I used to walk into a buffet and it was like, oh my God, look at all the options, right? And I would almost get panicked because it's like, I'm not gonna be able to try everything. Now I walk into a buffet and I'm just like, oh my God, there is so much food. There is so much waste. This is like excessive. Like, well, I just get angry 
I just get angry. It's not a pleasant dining experience. No. And it also, yeah, I mean, we, that's a whole other road we could go down, right? <laughs> like America in general. Mm. But yeah, I am with you there. And also, like I mentioned before, it's not even like you're sitting down at a restaurant. Like even if you're sitting down at Red Robin, the goal is not to just sit and eat. It's you're with your family, you're chatting, you're conversing, yeah. but literally the goal of a buffet is to overeat and that is the activity. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and I understand, right. You were there, Jason, because it was your dad's birthday and that's where he wanted to go and, and you wanted to celebrate. Okay. But before we dive into what happened to you, I just want to take a, a little pause. Is this something like, okay, I think we, we kind of know what happened to you when you were, when you were in Oklahoma, right. Over Thanksgiving, but prior to this, have, have any of us experienced any food policing right? Like after bariatric surgery. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had people wondering about the, the portions that I'm eating, why that is. I've never had anybody tell me, well, ex except my father would be the same one who, who continues to ask me, you know, can I eat that? Is that something I can do since I've had surgery? Won't that make me gain all my way back? All the, you know, all, all the things that people who are uneducated about the process say. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Nat, what about you? Have you experienced it? Yes. Um, and it's mostly, it's not necessarily been about how much I'm eating, but what I'm eating. Um, like if I want French fries with my burger that I eat half of, like I've had that kind of food policing where it's like, oh, but shouldn't you get a salad or, oh, but shouldn't you fill in the blank? Um, and I, I've been very vocal to like call people out on it. So they don't do it to me anymore. Um, but definitely that first year to two years post-op, uh, that like one to two year mark was when I started experimenting more and getting kind of the, the looks or the, hmm, I'm, should you be eating that? Like, okay, calm down, Karen. I'm going to have three friends <laughs> away. Okay. Like, and let me live. <laughs> French fries are life. Okay. French fries are life. Potatoes are my favorite food. I came to that conclusion about six months ago because they are very versatile. We can take that offline and I will fight to the death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to see that. I want to, I want to video record that. Mm -hmm. That'll be our next uh, Buried Nation Live. Natalie <laughs> fighting people who want to come at her about potatoes. About potatoes. <laughs> I love potatoes. I'm Irish. So come at me. We'll call it, we'll call it like the potato off of 2023. Look for it on Eventbrite, coming soon. Yeah. Uh, I too have experienced that. Actually, from the person who most who has the most difficult time with it is my grandmother. And it's completely out of love. And it's because she just doesn't understand, I think, fully what I went through and doesn't quite understand bariatric surgery. So I get a lot of like, oh, you can eat that? Oh, you so so what can you eat? Or like what what like grandma, like life is a cornucopia. There's nothing off the table for me but thank you for asking 8,000 times. I will lovingly answer you every single time. Um, and right after surgery, I got a little bit of it from my parents, but again, it was just because they didn't understand. They didn't know what I could and could not eat. And I have gotten it from Grady in a very interesting way because I don't want to admit it, but he knows me well. And he'll say things like, oh, you're eating again? We just ate. And I'll be like, listen here, mother, right? Like, oh, you're gonna, you're gonna come at me. You're gonna come at me because I had three bites of this. And now an hour later, I'm going back for that. Right. 
So sometimes he gets his head snatched off, but sometimes right as I'm about to go in for the kill, I'm like, mm, maybe I am just experiencing some um, emotional head hunger. Maybe, maybe there is, right? So like, okay. So sometimes that policing, if you will, can be coming from somebody else from a place of genuine love and like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm observing something. This is just an observation. Sometimes, however, it is not coming from those places and it can be a really awful experience for us. Hey friends, it's April. I've been working with Sarah at Team Fit With Me for the last few weeks and I'm so impressed by the level of support that her team really truly gives their clients. Your onboarding meetings are thorough and detailed. Your meal plans are delivered to you for the first four weeks while you learn about nutrition and how to macro count. There are personal trainers that you can meet with, even mindset coaching that's available. It's a full package and it's amazing. Connect with Sarah today and get 10% off your first month if you book in October. Find her online at teamfitwithme.com or on Instagram at sarahf underscore fitwithme. And of course, you can reach out to me. I'm at actively underscore April or at Barry.Nation if you have any questions about the type of coaching I've been receiving. It's pretty amazing. Okay, so now, Jason, we've, we've set the buffet table. If you see what I did there. <laughs> see what I did there? Will you, will you serve, serve us up, up the dish? What happened to you at, at this restaurant? So... Initially, I tried to talk him out of going to a buffet, but then I relented because he wouldn't give it up. I said, yeah, it's my, my favorite place to eat. I love it. And I'm like, okay, well, it's your birthday. I'm not going to say anything about it. So we get there, and Sarah and I are both just kind of staring at each other, waiting, and everybody else is scattered to go you know, make their plates or whatever. And Sarah and I just kind of sitting there staring at each other like, well, I guess we better go do this. And before, I would have just legitimately loaded probably two or three plates of everything that I could possibly get my hands on that I wanted and just eat until I had to be wheeled out. So this time we found a very different mindset on the whole situation. We walked, and this is a huge, this is what they call a Vegas style buffet. So they have legitimately everything under the sun you can imagine. Every category of food, anything you could possibly want was there. It all looked disgusting. It was gross. We walked up and down the aisles for 10 minutes, easy, before we each put something on our plate because it all looked so gross. We were just like, I don't even, I, ew, like, ew. and she'd walk by me and I'd walk by her. She'd be like, nothing yet? Be like, nope. She'd be like, yeah, me either. And we just kept going until we found like, it was kind of like choosing the, the lesser of two evils. And we just were like, well, this doesn't look like it sucks as bad. So we just kind of got a few things and put it on our plate. And we go back and sit down. And as we're sitting there, I'm looking at across like at some of the people that are at the table with two and three plates, you know, things like that. And they're sitting there and my dad's focused on me. He's like, well, and he asked me this every time I see him or talk to him. He's like, well, how much are you down to now? What are you down to? What's your, what's your weight? What you're doing? And you guys know that I'm a daily wear. And it got to a point where it was really bothering me lately. So the batteries died in the scale about two and a half, three weeks ago. And I just didn't replace them because I Which was I, like, yeah, I need a, I need a break. I can't believe that. That is like, if you've been listening for a while. You know that that is not normal. I don't like that word, but that's not a normal Jason ism. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and it it, it it took it took some thought process because immediately the morning because i saw that it was getting low and i thought to myself i was like oh god i gotta get batteries like, oh. but it's not just grab some double a's and throw it in there mine has the watch battery that's like stuck in there like it's 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 not easy to get out so when it died i was like you know what i'm gonna take a break i've got to step away it's not you know I, it's unhealthy for me right now so i'm just gonna leave it alone so even like leading up to Portland, like I was killing myself, worried about it. You know, in Portland, I was worried about it. You guys know. And then when I got back, I just decided, I was like, you know, fuck, I'm not worried about it. Like, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to go leave to go to Oklahoma, not knowing, not having any idea. So when it came up, I explained to him that very thing. And his initial, his, his automatic comeback before I was even almost done even talking. Well, you got to get, you got to get on top of that. You got to fix that because you're going to gain all your weight back. If you're not careful, you got to stay on top of that thing. You got to, you got to keep weight. You got to know, you got to know where you're at so that you don't, you know, slip back. And I looked at him and I said, a couple of weeks of me not having batteries in my scale are not going to cause me to gain 140, 50 pounds back. It didn't happen overnight. Then it's not going to happen overnight now. So don't worry about me. You need to focus on some of the other people around this table that have three and four plates to themselves when I'm over here with half a plate of barely anything on my plate. And you're worried about me and what I weigh. Because I, I just had to immediately shut it down because I, A, I wasn't going to feed into it. I know that he cares. He just can't articulate it in the way he needs to. To show that he cares, it just all comes out like an asshole. So <laughs> to me, I was just like, hey, look, man, like, this is not that. I'm not worried about that. You don't worry about that. Let me worry about me. I'm a whole adult. I'm 46 years old. I got it. Like, I know I didn't have it before, but I'm in a completely different headspace and I'm in a different area than I was before. And you, I want to take a moment to like celebrate you because that, the Jason I met two years ago would have internalized it, would have shut down would have gone back to weighing every single day. But you took the ownership back. You took that back from him, which it, it shows immense growth, growth, and it shows that you are different now. And I think, I, I don't know your dad <laughs> at all, but I know that that probably showed him that you're different now. By you saying, like, this is not going to happen again, because it's me and it's all on me like I'm sure that that showed him a lot of your growth that's kind of what I was hoping for and to to get it kind of squashed in a way where I didn't come beside myself and and, and come out of character for me and say a lot of things I really wanted to say I, I chose not to because it was a public setting. It was his birthday. We weren't going to do that. So I just, you know, politely, kindly told him, you know, don't worry about it. I got this. And, you know, the funny thing about it is, is I got home from Oklahoma and we went to the store yesterday and I got a battery and I put it back in the scale and I'm actually down. I'm down from when we were in Portland. I'm down for, I guarantee you I'm down from when we left for Oklahoma. So it was funny to me to see, like, I, I guess I do have this. Like, I am right. I, I was right in saying it. And it really felt like you said, you know, it was funny you said taking the ownership of it because I really felt like I owned it in that moment because I was like, hey, you know, this is pretty all right. Like, because I know I made some not the best decisions for me eating in Oklahoma, but I didn't eat a lot when I did. So I know that I was kind of staying 
you know, even the the on the road snacks were more bariatric friendly than not. So that 16 hour drive there and back was really filled with a, a lot of positive decisions. So I could kind of take liberties while I was there. And the thing that I've really been thinking about, you mean, I mean, we, we knew that we were going to talk about this for, for a while, but when you said just what you did, like when I told him I got this and I meant it, there is a, there is a shift that we can feel inside of ourselves because we've said that before. We've said, oh, I got this. But deep down, we knew, mm, I don't think I do. Right. And it's when we say that phrase or when we say whatever phrase is truthful for us and it doesn't kind of bubble back up when it just stays low. That's kind of how we know that, oh, no, this is truthful for me now. And I think what can be so scary for people in our lives, and even for us too, is that for so many years, we tried and tried and tried. And people saw us try and not be successful. And it's very hard after bariatric surgery for people to kind of give up that false sense of hope, right? Or they, they want to, they're, they're holding onto it. It's like, but you've done this before. You've lost a massive amount of weight. You've tried all the things you got really low and then you went right back up again. So I'm still holding on to this older version, this older understanding of you, because I don't have any evidence to prove otherwise. And, it's, you know, it's not a good or a bad thing. It just is what it is. And I think it really goes, what it, goes back to is the fear, right? Like when we were obese, uh, pre-op, we, we were fearful of bariatric surgery. Is it going to work? Is it fill in the blank? And our loved ones, um, they're still holding on to that. Like you- Well, they're, they're fearful too. Right. Yeah, and they're still holding on to, they're gripping that fear because they think that they're going to go back to that place with you. Mm -hmm. So when you say, I've got this with that sense of just level and knowing that shows our loved ones like, oh, they do have this. And I've had to say that I've had similar conversations, Jason, with my mom, with my dad, and literally just had to say like, I may not know exactly what I'm doing, but I've got this. Yeah. Like I, I'm going to do this. And by saying those words with the knowing and knowing that it's true, that's where you take the ownership back. Those yeah. moments are fun. Knowing, knowing that it wasn't a lie this time, really, there was such a power in that because I knew I was being honest with myself. And in that honesty and the delivery of that statement, to him, let him know that I wasn't bullshit. Like it, it, I was serious. Like there was no hesitation. There was no uncertainty. Like when I can deliver that line with wholehearted, you know, meaning, I, it really came across different, I think. Okay, hear me out. I went into surgery thinking it would be the only treatment I would need to overcome my chronic disease of obesity. About six months into my journey, I realized I was wrong. I was missing community, I was missing education from the experts, and I was missing a safe place to just go and connect with other patients who understood what I was going through. That's why Jason, Natalie, and I created the Berry Nation membership community. 
It is a safe and inclusive place for patients to gather with one another, to learn from the experts and each other. Check out the Barry Nation community today by visiting https backslash barrynation.mn.co to see what we have created. In Barry Nation, you belong, and you don't have to do this journey alone. Well, yeah, I mean, because it it kind of shut them down, right? Like that that wasn't an invitation to con- to continue the conversation. It was an end to that line of questioning. Yeah, and and he did he immediately. It was like, oh, okay, I would just want to making sure, and I, you know, I, okay, that's fine, I get it. And he, you know, he's he's always got the best intentions. His delivery just sucks, and that's just what I mean. It's been that way forever. So I, that's kind of why I do like, I know he didn't mean it maliciously, but at the same time, it, it, it hit me because probably because there was a lot of triggers that day, like the, the whole being worried about going to the buffet in the first place and even being there and everything going on around us. I just, at that time, I was just like, Hey, guess what? Not today. Not doing it. I don't give a shit. I don't care what the day is. Like, we're not doing it. We're literally inside of a trigger. Like you were literally inside of like a snow globe that was someone was like, whipping around you know like that's where you were so yes I mean like you're in a snow globe with a five-year-old who's just like whipping that thing around (laughs) happy holidays welcome to guilt and shame from your family that's how I felt over Thanksgiving a little bit so like I get it you know I get it (sighs) well and it's you know it, it can be so hard because you know, I think there's maybe kind of three people in, in, in our orbit. There are people who are truly ignorant, have no idea a- at all. And then there are people who love us dearly, just don't know how to approach it because obesity and, and fatness is just a real weight. Food is a real difficult conversation to have, right? So they just don't know how to, how to do it, right? And then there are people that are actually out there to, to, to harm us. There are, there are people in our lives that are there to, to do some damage, right? To, to land some shots and how we respond to each one of those individuals, I think says a lot about our character, but it says a lot about where our headspace is at. Mm-hmm. And for you, Jason, to respond with so much grace and understanding and, and a sense of calm is really impressive because, you know, you share a lot with Nat and I, we know the struggles that you've been going through. We know this has not been easy. We, we know that there's a lot going on just on, on your personal bariatric side. You're also a grandfather, you're a father, you are a professional, you are Barry Nation, you are all of these. So you had all of this, all of your bariatric stuff, all of your personal stuff, all of the travel, and then you're with your family for Thanksgiving. There's some grief there. There's some people that were not at your Thanksgiving that you wish that were, right? You already are anticipating these conversations to come and you know he doesn't know how to talk about it. But despite all of that, you were able to really ground yourself in, well, yeah, ground yourself in your truth. But the interesting thing is you didn't know that was your truth until you said it. No, 100%. It, uh, <clears throat> it, it all just kind of, you know, this will be a shocker to you and all the ones that are listening. It just kind of came to me and it just came out. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> I know that's so not like me, but yeah, no, honestly, <laughs> it, uh, I, I, I really did a lot of processing in a short amount of time. 
Like I looked at my grandbabies, I looked at my daughter, I looked at my wife, and then I just kind of looked around. I was just like, you know what? No, I'm not. I'm not like normally I would tee off and just like lose my shit and and be very non-graceful. But I'm just realizing that I'm different. I'm a lot different now than I used to be. And I wanted to be different when I came out the other side of this thing. So there's been a lot of changes I've made, not only in my bariatric side, but I've decided to make changes all the way around. So the grace in those things came in the way I was speaking, just basically from all the experience I've had with dealing with you guys and dealing with the nation and dealing with our, you know, our, everyone who follows and listens and does the things like those communications let me open myself up in a way that I've never been able to do before. I would just snap to anger or snap to yelling or snap to whatever, just because of the way I was raised. So being able to free myself from that way of communicating was like losing all the weight all over again, because I, I'm not confined to only one reaction to anything. That's not exactly the way I want it to go. And this is the work of weight loss surgery. Like I, 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 I like I, I really want you to pan around. Is Laura Grabo standing behind you? Is Rodolfo behind you? Is Jean? Like who is feeding you this? It, like this is legit coming from you, your brain. Yes, ma'am. Dude, the growth. Dude, I don't even know who you are anymore. Can we be friends still? Like I feel like you've ascended the mountaintop. Like, are we? Are we sure we should be here, April? Because I. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> you have this aura, this glow. Do we start calling you the Buddha? I mean, like, what, like, are you really, the, are you the Smithsonian now? A capital T, a capital S? Probably yeah, I think you need to edit your handle. It needs to be mm. all caps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, for real though, I mean, this is like, these moments, and I know that like, Jason, you've said this about me and about April, but like, this is this has been what your last two years have led up to. I mean, this is the work of weight loss surgery that we talk about all the time. It's not just about our our small tummies. It's not just about portion sizes and walking and vitamins. It's it's about this and that bariatric surgery can affect and ripple into our lives and it becomes us. I mean, we talk about our bariatric life, but like at this point now, Jason, like that is your life. It's just life. Yeah. Well, the, the interesting thing about this is that our bariatric life has always been our life, but I think after surgery, we fight so hard to keep them separate because we think there's no way that they are one and the same, but we get to this point after surgery and we realize, Oh shit, no, this is not my bariatric life. This is not my professional life. This is not my family. This is my life. And when I embrace my bariatric life as, as my life, that's when things really start to kind of move and, and shift. It's kind of like the grease, right? It's what gets the wheel going again. And what I feel like you're experiencing, Jason, is what we kind of call the commitment. I think, right, you were really kind of battling this, like, uh, I don't think I want to do this, or I don't need to do all these things, like, it's fine, I'm going to be fine, 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 even though you had evidence stacking up to prove to you, hey, this is not fine, this is not fine, and it really feels like, and you guys know I love this word, you really have kind of had a reckoning, you've kind of come to that precipice, and you've said, okay, right, what's going to happen here, where am I going, Am am I committing to my bariatric life, and just embracing that as life, or am I committing to my old life? 
what am I going to do here? And it feels yeah, like you've chosen the very Yeah, what I realized is that I was having such a hard time with, not that I didn't want to do it anymore, but I didn't want to do it to the level I was doing it anymore. So I thought, eh, if I just do these, I can still do most of it and only do, you know, this little bit on the side here and it'll be fine. Like, and it's cool. And, you know, I had my little 10% bounce back and I was fine with that. And I'm still, for the most part, like, movement, things like that. I can still do all the things that I could do before. However, I can tell my body's changing. I can tell that I'm not, you know, we talked about this in Portland. I'm not 100% happy with the way I look in certain clothes, certain things like, you know, my suit didn't really fit as well. I was having issues. And it, those are the things to me that really show me that what I was doing isn't serving my purpose. It's not what I want to do. So that's where I had to really take you know, perform an audit on exactly what I've got going on and realize, hey, it may not be all bad, but it's not all good. And that's a problem. So that's where I had to kind of get back from being out of town and be like, okay, now it's time to get your shit together. Like, we, we can still do some of these things some of the time, but it's going to have to be a hell of a lot more doing it the right way more often than not. Because I was kind of 50-50 in it and you can't 50-50 the journey. You're, I mean, all you're doing is screwing yourself over in the end. So I realized that, and then I had to come to it after some talks with both of you, realizing that, you know, I, I need to be all in. Yeah, it was a, I, I didn't mean to have such a emotional conversation with you in Portland. <laughs> I, I caught myself, I, I just, I didn't realize that, but I'm really glad that we did because I think those really difficult conversations. And trust me, that was not the place nor the time for it, but sometimes that's just how it works out, right? Yeah. Like we were, we were there, we, we had a moment, we had a, we had a, we needed that. And I needed that and you needed that. And yeah. the fact that you are okay sharing people these very intimate, deep um, parts of yourself shows that anyone can do this. Yeah. Well, and for, for those who think that they're alone in the journey of not being completely happy with the way they look in certain outfits or in certain situations, I, for those of you that, that know or don't know, I spoke, I, I was, not only did we get on stage and present an award, but we also accepted our own award, but I was also on a men's panel with three other gentlemen in this community, four other gentlemen in this community that are like nailing their journey like all of them they've done like either some shredding or some kind of bodybuilding competition or you know uh, rob my his history kills it in the gym every day looks fantastic and here i was not looking like any of them i was not like i had had my regain i was wearing a suit that didn't fit all the way so i honestly before i went out on stage with those guys to present for the men's you know, the inspiring men's panel i was in tears backstage April got me, we were talking, and I was literally crying because of the fact that I was about to step out there, not looking like any of the rest of the guys, but I'm supposed to sit up there as an, and as an, as an inspiring person, an inspiring male in the community, but everyone was going to see the fact that I don't look like I had looked previously, or I don't look like the rest of them look, so everybody battles with the comparison syndrome at some point in time or another. And I also had to battle the fact that I felt like I let April down, I let Natalie down, I let the community down because I, 
you know, I'm, I'm supposed to, in my mind, I'm supposed to look a certain way to be able to sit up here and talk to you guys about this or to be able to discuss issues or problems or, you know, even give advice. And in no uncertain terms, she told me I was being, you know, that, that she understood my feelings were valid, but I was being ridiculous and I hadn't let anybody down. And these are the issues that everyone faces and that I was definitely not alone. And so I actually, be, having that tough conversation, while it might have been the time of the place, maybe, it's the only thing that got me through going out on that stage and having the men's panel and actually doing the way I did. I thought I ended up doing very well when inside I was a ball of knots because I felt like I didn't belong. And I think that that proves the fact that you were on the stage, you were selected to be on that stage. You are an inspiring person because you are doing the work that may not be physical, but you're doing it in here. Because I'll tell you what, I kind of felt the same way when I received my award, right? For revisions. I'm like, I don't look like anyone who's on that. You know, I haven't lost as much or I haven't fill in the blank, right? But that doesn't mean that I'm any less deserving of the recognition of the hard work, right? And the same goes for you. Just because you don't, I mean, I think that's also like Barry Nation. I mean, we, April, you, Jason, myself, we are not typical, and I'm using air quotes if you are listening only. <laughs> We're not the typical bariatric patients, but like, what does that even mean? You know, yeah. like what is typical, what is, what we is are correct? There is no correct, what, how we, how we are is exactly as we should be. Right. There is nothing atypical about us. There is nothing typical about us. We are exactly the size and shape that, that we are supposed to be in this very moment. And, and, and we all play that comparison game, but I don't know. Do you remember what I told you, Jason, that night in Portland? Do you remember what I, yeah. what I told you? I'm going to let you say it again, but yeah. I, I just said, the only way you let me down is if you don't share this struggle. Boom. Literally the only way. That was, that was it. That, that was the only way. And, and I mean, even, and I said that because I knew you would get to the point where you would feel comfortable sharing it. And I did not put a time frame on that, but I knew you would get there. And I just, I knew how upset and real and raw and just like, you know, it was, but the whole point of this is these moments, is these conversations, and is to let people know that these feelings and these emotions and these experiences are normal. They are to be expected. And that this is the highlight reel, truly. Because this is, this is where the growth lives. This is where the story lives, right? The story is in the struggle. Yeah. Well, and the, the other thing too is why while we're backstage, before we come out on stage, I realized every single guy I was up there with was also nervous for a different mm -hmm. reason. Everybody yeah. had, had confidence issues. Everybody had issues going on. So that put me a lot more at comfort. So for those of you that don't know, I was up there with John Arpino and both of the Robs, Rob Demedio and Rob Spinella, and also with Dalton Muscle White. So it was it was good to know that the, like we came together in a brotherhood moment of just nobody really feeling confident to be out there, but together 
we we gave confidence to each other to be able to go out there and and perform the way we did. So it was really awesome to have them in that moment coming off of the moment that you and I shared in the hallway really just kind of solidified everything for me to be able to even go out there and 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 talk. So it's just uh, yeah, I mean I know Nat you've already said it. it's just amazing. It, it is really amazing and it is inspiring and it is so empowering to see and hear you come to so many monumental truths about yourself and about your journey. Like it's just, it's insane. You, you really are a completely different person in the best possible way. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I mean, the man like on this call is not the same man that I left in Portland. Not at all. That was only a month ago. No not even a month ago. Oh my gosh. Jason, to, to, to round out our conversation, I guess what, what would be the one piece of advice or like, I don't know, moment of hope you could offer people who are maybe struggling with knowing these conversations are coming up for them. They're going to be hard, but you've had hard conversations before you've dealt with it. You've come through the other side of it. You're living a hard conversation that you had with yourself before you even had the surgery to begin with. The honesty, the raw, you know, cutting to the chase that you've done with yourself, you, you're going to have to do again. And it didn't kill you the first time. It's not going to kill you this time. I definitely say advocating for yourself and letting people know that you do have this. You've got it. Don't worry. I appreciate your concern, but I got this. And just keep it moving because nobody knows you like you do. They may think they've seen what they're, they may think they know because they've seen in the past but they don't know. They don't know your drive, your determination. They don't know that you have the tools now to, to really handle what's going on. So just, you know, just give them a smile, a nod and say, I've got this, you know, I appreciate your concern, but I got it. I can't thank you enough for being willing to have this conversation. Always. You guys know I'm going to, I'm an open book. I started this way and I'm not going to stop. I, I know now that there are more people than just myself that go through these things and, and people need to know that they're not alone. So, yeah. Well, you're, you're one of the bravest people we know and we're both beyond thankful to, to call you a friend. Well, the honor is all mine, ladies. I promise. <laughs> well, it is, it is your honor to take us out. You want to take us out, my friend? I will indeed. Thank you guys all for all the support, the love, the shares, the likes, the telling people about us. Uh, the numbers are growing every day, and that's just because of you guys. So we can't thank you enough for that. And uh, just remember, at the end of the day, you've got this, we've got you, and we will see you next time. Bye, friends. Bye-bye.